How is your prayer life? If you are like most of us, it has seasons and sometimes lacks consistency. Prayer, faith, and holiness are key to reaching your destiny. Join Prophet Nanaseyo Pukusakori as he encourages the body of Christ to get closer to God in prayer. One of the nature of Christ is love. There are two things on earth that is so practiced in heaven. The language in heaven is faith and the character is love. Because God called the things which be not as though they were. So God obeyed by faith. When Jesus cast the fig tree and the disciples say, Master, the fig tree you cast is with away. He said, have faith in God. It means that the literal translation says, have the God kind of faith. The God kind of faith believes in what he said. In the book of Genesis, Genesis is the handiwork of God. Revelation and Ephesians talk about the predestiny or predictions of what is about to happen. Them that he predestined, he called. So God is an architect. The architect doesn't build, but he put the drawing on the paper for the builder to use the drawing to build. So God imagined how the world is going to be. And in Genesis, he started calling them. So you see two things there, and God said and God saw. And God said and God saw. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God said, let the sea come, and the sea came. So in the faith operation, you must say it and believe that you will see it. Prophet Nanaseo Pukuksakodie is an end-time season firebrand prophet and an evangelist with a unique preaching ministry, anchored on prayer. He teaches and prophesies the word of God with signs and wonders. And now, Prophet Nanase Opokusakodie. Uh, this morning, I want to take you a little bit on the angle of revival. Uh, it means that the message I'm going to preach is not necessarily a Sunday morning message. Um, it's more of a warfare message. Hallelujah. Because I've been thinking about a lot of things and I discovered that the only way to sometimes solve your problem is to ask God questions. Um, one day Jesus Christ was with the disciples and he took three of them to the mountain to go and pray. Precisely Peter, James, and John. And when he took the three disciples, Peter, James, and John specifically, he left nine there and a man brought his son who was sick, probably something like an epilepsy, according to the King James. Um, and when he brought him, the man anticipated that the disciples should be able to cast out the demons for walking with Jesus. And they could not do it. And so when he saw Jesus come, he went to Jesus and told him what has happened, the story that my son is possessed with a spirit. I brought him to the disciples. They could not cast him out. Jesus asked them to bring the child. He cast out the spirit. And after that, the disciples went to him and asked him, why couldn't we cast him out? Jesus gave them the reasons why they couldn't cast him out. And as soon as I said, if they didn't ask the question, they would have gotten an answer. Amen. I've been asking God question. Why do people work hard in church? You see, there are some of you in church here. Eh? Everything about you show that you should be a wealthy person. In fact, your looks, the shape of your hand, the shape of your head, your hairstyle show that you should be a millionaire. <laughs> but you are not yet there yet. Amen. So I'm asking God a lot of questions and I discovered that um, I will attempt to answer some of the questions this morning. Hallelujah. 
And because there are messages when you hear, you have to pray. And there are messages when you hear, you don't need to pray. Now, one of the reasons is that our generation has not heard a lot of warfare message. When you cross over from darkness to light, and you decide to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, the day you become born again, a battle has started. Whether you like it or not, it's unavoidable battle. So when you decided that you want to walk with Jesus, you become a direct enemy to the devil. Now, the devil doesn't hate you because of you, because you don't have anything for him to hate. He hates you because of the Christ in you. Get it very clear. The reason why the devil hates you is not because of you. He hates you because of the Christ in you. So the day you decided to leave darkness and come to light, you come on a head-on collision with him. And Apostle Paul described it as a wrestle. He said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. It means that it's a physical body-to-body combat with the enemy. Are we together? Now, as a result of that, the, 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 the history of Christianity, Christianity was born by, born at all. Let me put it this way. It is Judaism that gave birth to Christianity. So if you want to trace Christianity, ba, 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 Christianity started at the day of Pentecost. When Jesus Christ was around, the gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John talks about the works of Christ from when he was born to the time he ascended to heaven. Now, all the people that were in the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, plus the 12 apostles, none of them was born again. All of them were working with Jesus. None of them was born again. None of them's name was in the book of life. And the reason is simple. At the time they were working with Jesus Christ, if also Ketia, Pastor Ketia doesn't have a phone, and I want to get him a phone. And I call him to go to ShopRite or whatever malls you have in Ghana to go and pick a phone. I have to make sure I have paid for the phone before he can go and pick the phone. And he becomes the bona fide owner of the phone. Are you with me? So I go there and I say, I've paid for a phone. So go and pick it up. If I have not paid, he has no right to go to the shop and pick the phone. So what I'm trying to say is that at the time Jesus Christ was around, the price for salvation has not been paid. So if the price for salvation has not been paid, then nobody was born again. So after he paid the price for salvation is when uh, the price actually started when he rose from the dead. When Jesus died, if he didn't rose again, we are the most miserable people. The difference between Christianity and any other deceptive religion is that our master does, is not in the grave. Every other religion, their master is in the grave. It is only in Jesus that is not yet in the grave. He said he is not here. The angel announced that he is not here. He is resting. So the resurrection is what gives us hope in the future. It is the resurrection that gives us life after death to continue living without dying. Now, so, but Peter, James, and John, they were all not born again. They were working with Jesus on the borrowed salvation. So when he sent them to go and cast out demons at that time, they didn't cast the demon because they have the Holy Ghost in them. At the time Jesus was around, he, he alone has the Holy Spirit. Now in the Old Testament, there was a way the Holy Ghost was, 
relating to the people in the Old Testament. He doesn't stay on them like the way he's living with you. You see, whilst you are sitting here, the Holy Spirit is in you. He is permanently in you. The reason he's permanently in you is that he was permanently in Christ. And because Christ is in you, then the Holy Ghost can come to you. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Yes. So everything you have in the kingdom is connected to Christ. Now, in the Old Testament, by, uh, what do we call Elijah, Moses, all of them, they didn't have a permanent Holy Spirit like you. They, the Holy Spirit comes upon them as at when they needed it. Sorry, they needed him for an assignment. So when you study, let me give you a typical example. Like one of the guys in the Bible that um, you can, I'm sorry to call him a guy. I call him a guy because of the way he made Delilah deceive him. Hallelujah. So one of the guys called Samson. Amen. Now Samson, if you study the Bible, realize that anytime he's in trouble, you hear a statement like, and the spirit came upon him. It means I was not permanently with him. It came upon him to do something. And after that thing is over, the spirit is lifted. In fact, it is a reason why Jesus made a statement like, among all the people born of women, there is nobody greater than John the Baptist. But the least in the kingdom, the least. It means that if somebody is not born again now, and the person becomes born again after I'm preaching, that person is greater than John the Baptist. That's a very powerful one. Don't you think so? Now, the reason is because John the Baptist didn't have a permanent Holy Spirit like the person born again has it. That's the difference. The reason why John is greater, the reason why you are greater than Moses and Elijah and Jeremiah and all those guys is because they didn't have a permanent Holy Spirit inside them. Now, these are two things. There are two things you have. The Holy Spirit that is inside you is also by your side. So it's a very mysterious thing that he is in you and he's also by your side. Amen? Now, so, after that, he came permanently at the day of Pentecost. On the day of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost arrived and that is the time he is going to come to stay on earth. He used to come around and go. He would come and do something and leave. He would come and have, I've said it before, but repetition is a matter of learning. So, this time, he decided to come and stay permanent. She's going to go back. One day, he'll go back. Jesus said that, it is expedient for you that I go. If I don't go, the comforter will not come. Because you can't get all the Trinity to be at, at the same time. You see, it started with God the Father in the Garden of Eden. He came first. He came in the cool of the day and walked with Adam and had fellowship with them. When they committed a tracing, he drove them out of the garden and he said not to come again. He sent the son. The son came to redeem us. When he came, he asked the Holy Ghost. And the son said, I must go for the comforter to come. Actually, the comforter is a promise of the father by Jesus that will send him. So if Jesus has not gone, the comforter cannot come. So Jesus must go. That's why I told him that it is, it is expedient. Another word is profitable for you that I go. I know you don't want me to go, but if I don't go, the comforter will not come. Because if the comforter refuses to come, you cannot serve God. It is not possible to be a Christian without the Holy Spirit. One of the reasons why we are struggling, a lot of people are saying they go to church, but they do this, they go to church, they are doing this, that they may be going to church, but they don't have the owner of the church. They may be going to church, but they don't have the Holy Ghost who is in charge of the church. So the Holy Ghost came in the day of Pentecost. When he came, he came to stay. The difference between Jesus and the Holy Ghost is that when Jesus was around, where Jesus is is where the power is. When we talk about the power, it's the Holy Spirit. Where Jesus, so when Jesus is in this place, and this is Mutual, the Holy Ghost is here. 
If you want to get the power, go to where Jesus is. Now, when Jesus moved from here and go to Ningo, the power has left Pram Pram. It's now in Ningo. When Jesus moved from Ningo to Tema, the power has left. So where Jesus is where the power is. But the difference between Jesus and the Holy Ghost is that, remember the Trinity, they are three in one God. We are the only people who have three in one God. I don't want to go to that dimension. The difference is that the Holy Ghost will be at everywhere at the same time. But Jesus can be in one place at a time. So if I don't go, then the comforter will not come. That is why in Jesus' time, if you want the power, you have to go to Jerusalem. But now, everywhere you are, so he told the woman at the Samaritan well that a time is coming. He said that our fathers worship in the mountain. And you said that it is Jerusalem. He said, well, a time is coming. You don't need a man to Jerusalem. They that worship God will worship him in spirit and in truth. It means that the Holy Ghost has come upon them. Now hear this. Um, let me say this before I start my message. There is something you hear in our generation that even when coronavirus came, people were confused about it. The world is coming to an end. Some of them say there's going to be something. How many of you have heard of rapture before? How many of you have heard of rapture? Do you believe in rapture? You believe in it? How many don't believe in rapture? Lift your hands and let me see if you are here. You say, I don't believe that will be rapture. Thank God. Amen. I thank God. I thank God that nobody lifted his hand because then we will sack everybody and do the service for you alone. Now, so the word rapture, there's a lot of confusion surrounding it. So much. I mean, sometimes if you are not careful, somebody will preach it by the time you finish, you are even confused more. Up to date, there's so much confusion about the rapture. Uh, people even confuse the second coming of Christ with rapture. So you hear people say, Jesus is coming again. Yes, he's coming. But they are event. One must take place before the other. So the rapture must happen before the second coming of Christ. Number two, one of the reasons why I was not afraid of coronavirus, when the virus came, one of the reasons why I was not afraid, no matter the devil does it, is that as far as the church is on earth, there is a limit to what the devil can do. As long as the church of Jesus Christ, because it came back to one scripture, Jesus vowed, that I will build my church and the gate of hell cannot prevail. So even coronavirus is a gate of hell, it cannot prevail over the church. Because it's a something, it's somebody here you know what I'm talking about. So I was not afraid. Now, listen, the Antichrist, people will say Antichrist is coming, he has, he has appeared in Brazil. Some say he's in uh, down, oh, down Mango. Some say he has appeared in your hometown. Some of you, went, some of you travel to go and check whether he's really appeared. No confusion about it. The Antichrist can never be revealed. He can never reveal himself as long as the church is on earth. The most powerful institution on earth in the spirit is the church. Now hear this. That is why I told you that even the devil couldn't bring the virus until he locked the church. What he did is that when he stopped the church from meeting, he provide a false temporal universal light off. Because sometimes evil people like to do things in darkness. So if you, there is light off in your house, it does not mean that you don't have power system. It just means that you have been disconnected from the source. So what the devil did is that he couldn't even release his virus until he made sure that the church cannot meet. Because the reason is very simple. The church is the light of the world. And you, oh, you are not listening to what I'm talking about. 
Jesus said, you are the light of the world. So if you are the light, then I cannot release my darkness until I find a way. So when you were locked down from March, eh, it was a temperance, universal, spiritual light off. But because he cannot prevail against the church, his light off system is temporal. Now the church is back. You could see in Ghana that if you are very spiritual, the moment they start opening the church, all the fear of the virus started going down. And you can, you can some of you sitting here, you can see that your fear has, de- I mean, departed right from March up to now. The way you were afraid in March, you were not afraid the same way where you are sitting down. Can I have one witness? Now, so, don't confuse it. I've given you three reasons. One, no matter what the devil does, as long as the church is on it, what the devil fears is not your government system. What the devil fears is not United States White House. What the, some of those powerful institutions, he controls it. What the devil fears is when two believers turn talking Holy Ghost fail, meet together and start saying Mandala Bakato. It happened, a lot of things happen to his kingdom. It crippled his assignment. It lock him and it renders him impotent. So the devil is afraid of one thing, it's the church. And so it is also the institution he has declared war. Now, let me end with the rapture and change gear. So the thing you call rapture number two, Jesus Christ will come the second time. But when he's coming again, do you remember the Acts of the Apostles? They say, men of Galilee, the same Jesus you see him go, he will come in the same manner. Now, according to what Paul wrote about the rapture, when Jesus is coming the next time, you will not come on this earth. She will be hanging in the air. The Bible said that the dead in Christ will rise within the twinkling of an eye. We that are alive will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. He's not coming down. This place is too polluted for him to come here. So it's like somebody is coming from America. And the person has never been to America. He has never been to Ghana. And you are his guest. Definitely, you go to the airport to go and meet the person. So because you are going to have you have never been there, Jesus has to meet you. At the same time, too, there's another thing. How does the rapture take place that somebody born again in India, China, Ghana, Damango, Fenchereko, Otribompeso, all of them, how do they? Because the Holy Ghost covers the whole earth. Hmm? And it comes for the church. When the Holy Ghost decided tomorrow that I'm going back to heaven, he can't go and leave the church. So the thing you call rapture is actually a permanent exit of the Holy Spirit. When he's going back, then he has to go with the reason why he came. So the reason everybody can be raptured at everywhere is because the Holy Ghost is everywhere at every time. So when he's going and your name is in the book of life, as he lifts himself up, and because he's already in you, it's easy to lift you. It will be a very beautiful scene. Very beautiful. And it's also be chaos for those who are not born again. Chaos, what do you mean by that? For instance, you are in an airplane of about 800 passengers and the pilot and the co-pilot are Christians. And on the rapture, 
whom they are raptured. That is what Jesus said. They will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And if you don't have teeth, it will be gum. <laughs> weeping and gnashing of gum. Just in case you don't have somebody, I can hear somebody say, I don't have teeth, I will escape. Let's see what will happen. You will gnash your gum instead of your teeth. So what we are trying to say is that when you see so everybody will be carried. The thing will be like, it will be like a flight. As you are sitting here, suddenly the dresses on you will drop. And we can't find you. Shame, shame. Paul said, in the twinkling of an eye. If you are sitting by your wife and your wife is safe and you are not safe, you see that your wife is gone. If Jesus even said two people will be sleeping in a bed, one will go, one will stay. Ha! Another question before I get to my message. Just in case I have, uh, somebody is asking, so I'll answer it for you. If I don't get raptured, is that an opportunity? <laughs> the answer is yes, but it's very hard. It's going to be extremely. Because the only way not to go to hell is to decide not to take the 666. Everything on earth now has prepared the way for the Antichrist. The mobile money system, the, the visa card. Now, they were even trying to implement the Antichrist system, was the church on earth, by saying that people must be vaccinated and have a chip. It means that after the rapture is happening, when you are on earth, you cannot buy without the number 666. You can't do anything. And you are going to be tortured. And after they torture you and torture you, you will have the chance of standing. I'm tied with the torture. Give me the number. The moment also you take the number, you are registered with her. So you can only be safe when the Holy Ghost is now around. Because it's the Holy Ghost that helps you to be born again. Now that the Holy Ghost is gone, I don't even know how possible it's going to come. Now, it is not an announcing story. It's not the first time God is destroying the world. If this sounds happy, it might be the third time. He has done it in Noah's time. He has done it with his Sodom and Gomorrah. And Jesus said, as he was in the days of Noah, so shall he be in the days of the Son of Man. And when he, he quoted lost time, he said, remember lost wife. Remember lost wife is that lost wife, as for lost wife, lost wife was in a church. Lost wife was saved like you. It sounds like you. Lost wife was born again. But while lost wife in the church, he was still enjoying the world. Because there are conditions for staying with Christ. He said that I am taking you, but don't look back. Looking back means that you still go to the discourse. You still chase people's wife. You still chase people's girlfriend. You are still, all those things. And Jesus said, remember lost wife. Now, you will not have any excuse because everything you need to hear to be a good Christian, you have heard it. Today, when I wake up 2 a.m. and I was praying, the Lord began to talk to me about people in the church who live as if there would be no rapture. Some of you sitting here, you are only a Christian in church. Oh. You know that. I'm telling you, you know. I don't know, but you know. The devil knows and God knows. When you step out of church compound, nothing about your life at home shows that you are a Christian. 
certain. No. In fact, the reason you come to church is that you are afraid you will die. Uh, whether you get quiet or not, I'm telling you. No, God told me. Come Okay, so all these events are going to happen. Now, interesting. What is our proof that we are in the end time? What is our proof? Well, one of the things God said is that for the end to come, the gospel of the kingdom will be preached. But the major proof is that at the time Jesus Christ died, hmm, and resurrected from the dead and ascended to heaven. There were, let's say, 100% prophecies that must be fulfilled before it comes. As at our time, 95 has been fulfilled. Mathematically, if you calculate it. The things even said, there will be earthquake. All those were prophecies. Kingdom against kingdom. Pestilence. You, so you see coronavirus come. All of them were fulfilling things scripture has said. Now the thing Jesus predicted and the prophet, almost all of them has been fulfilled. That is another authentic sign that we are very close. Now, let me come back to my message. In the midst of all the Holy Ghost around us, number one, we are not supposed to struggle. We are not supposed to be in financial hardship. This is another thing the Lord told me this morning. If you look at, if you look at it carefully, all the sickness that is attacking people in the world, they are in the church. Now, today, I'm going to wake something up. When I wake you up, between now and the evening session, you'll be delivered. Yeah. Hear this. We are going through, the enemy has managed to penetrate inside the system. And the things that are affecting the worldly people, it means that when you look at it, what is the prototype of the church? The church started in the wilderness with the Israelites coming out of Egypt. So, when they come out of Egypt, it was like they have been born again from bondage to light. God took them from the land of slavery, taking them to the promised land. So, the people, Moses is the most successful pastor on earth ever lived. He, he pastored over three million people. What an interesting church. Hallelujah. I mean, people come to church with their goat, their cart, everybody, they are there. Uh, all kinds of things were in the church. Hallelujah. And so, the church in the wilderness. Now, the church in the wilderness, you will notice that. They were picked from Egypt and they were on their way to the promised land. Hallelujah. Now, a lot of things happened to them as a church that is a shadow of things to come. You will realize that, number one, none of them was sick. None of them. The Bible says he brought them out of silver and gold and there was no feeble person among them. None of them. They don't even have headache. Interestingly, their shoe never worn out. There was no place in the wilderness to go to boutique and buy dress. But your dress never get torn. It never get old. Your shoe never get worn. 40 years, your shoe does not reduce in size. The, all these things are in the Bible. The miracle working, the atmosphere around them. The pillar of cloud by day. The pillar of fire by night. It's a symbol of God's presence. Because at that time, the Holy Ghost cannot stay in them. So it was around them. And just the spirit around them, none of them was sick. Now, we are in a better covenant and we are sick. So we have to begin to ask questions. If the Israelites were never sick, as for we, sickness should see us and run. But why are they coming to us? 
Yesterday, a young person sent me a message. And I like the way he put the message. He said he's 14 years old. It was very interesting. I don't even know how he got my number. He said he was 14 years old. She was addicted to pornography. He said, I bounce on your message. And he said, the first time I heard you preach, I listened to you for 10 minutes and I didn't like you. Because you deal too much with people's lives. And you make people look uncomfortable. I'm just quoting some of the things. And he said, but there is something that keeps dragging me back to your message. He said, I was addicted. I'm caught. He said, I was addicted with pornography. I was 14 years old. He said, no, he said 16 years old. He started when he was 13 years old. And he said that whilst I was listening to one of the fasting, the team broke. And he said, I didn't like you. I told my mom, I don't like this guy. The way he was talking, he might be somebody who lives in America. Because only American child will talk like that. A Ghanaian boy will never talk like that. Amen. Hallelujah. And so he said, after that, I am free from the thing. I got very excited. And he said, the thing broke off my life. I've become a better Christian. And he said, I've now, I'm now addicted to your message. To the extent that if I don't listen to one of your messages on YouTube, I cannot sleep. I wanted to just read the whole thing. Are you getting the point? But you see, he said, I listened to you because you did too much with people's life. You talk about fornication. He listed. He listed the things he doesn't like me about. You talk about people living right and say, this man, what is it? What is his problem? You should leave us alone. And I didn't leave him alone. And you, I will never leave you alone. And Jesus will never leave you alone. Until you become what God wants you to be. <laughs> now hear me. A lot of questions. Why are we sick? Why are we broke? Why are we dead? And there are, I'm trying to answer one of them. The girl pointed, see, the way you talk about life is too practical. You go into people, 16 years girl. I wish I can find a message. He said, I don't, I don't like you a bit. But now he has become my buddy. 16 years ago. Hallelujah. Now watch this. So, what is the reason for all our problems and all that? The first one is that well, the system, the system itself we live in. We live in a certain system, a certain generation now. Now, every generation has their own challenges. Now, our generation too, we have the challenges we are facing. But I realize that the devil's tricks now is that he doesn't mind giving this man a job. That pays him one million dollars as long as he won't serve God. So the style and the way the enemy is attacking now, it has changed. It, 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 it has moved. The demons has moved from analog to digital. It's very, very calculated one. So uh, people are not becoming committed to the things of God. People are more committed to the things of the world than the things of God. I beg your pardon. For instance, you will never be late to work. I won't add the other one. Let's leave it today. When you grow, you understand. Now, it means that we have not placed importance on our relationship with God. We have, we have, you see, it has been unfortunately, most of us, eh, we came from a religious background. I was born into a certain church. I grew up as my mother's church. 
I was not born again when I was there. I have to go to church because everybody go there to satisfy their religious conscience. But they are not spiritual. The most dangerous person around you is a person that is religious but not spiritual. The reason why you are having a problem with your husband and you think he's a womanizer and you thought that you married him in a charismatic church is that she was not really a Christian. He was religious. Today we'll address some of the things. Are you getting it? And so the system. Now, we have even forgotten that hmm, everything you are doing on earth prepares you or helps you to live on earth. Only the church helps you to live in eternity. So where you are sitting is more important than your job. Now, if you live this life very well and you live it in faithfulness, it affects even your life outside. It means that if you are a committed Christian, you cannot be broke. God will have a way. Yesterday, God told me, he said that when you are broke, it doesn't glorify him. So, our state of scarcity and lack of things don't really glorify God. It doesn't glorify him. When God sees billionaires, he is happy because the weight of every king is determined by the people in his kingdom. Hear this. We have never given it attention. Now, as a result of that, I'm coming close to where I want to go. It has also, the religious spirit has also not made us welfare mentality. So, Lord, some of you are sitting in church eh, and you don't believe in fighting. It shows in your Christian life. It shows in the way you respond to fastings and prayer. Warfare, warfare, the, the, the weapons of our warfare. Now, watch this. <laughs> there is no substitute for warfare life in the kingdom. Jesus put it this way. When we become born again, everybody has a cross. Jesus said, the moment you become born again, take up your own cross and follow me. So what is your cross? A disturbing husband is a cross. Delays, you know. And you see, this morning, whilst I was praying, it brought me to what I call the dealings of God. Everybody say the dealings of God. <laughs> this is Dixon. This is Vicky. This is Tess. This is um, Essien. They are sitting on the same row. They are all children of God, but God dealings with every one of them is different. So if you don't take care in the kingdom, you will sit down and try to be make, you will step into competition and comparison. And when you see God give this one Rolls Royce, you think that you need an aircraft. This is the sad thing about the church. Some of us have put ourselves in the scale. So I can stand with Vicky on the stage. And when I weigh two of us, I can conclude with God, I'm, a bet, I'm better than him. Sorry, I'm better than her. And because I'm better than her, you should bless me more than her. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm teaching. And so, sometimes, we have a problem about how God is blessing somebody because on your scale, how can this girl be doing wedding? Excuse me. Uh, now, guy, no, the guy is not a correct guy. If the guy is correct, you won't marry this girl. I know her very well in the choir. This girl, I can't, when did he even start coming to church that you got a husband? Either the guy is not correct or he has juju the guy. You see it? Now it means that they have put there, he's weigh the girl. And when you weigh her on your scale, not God's scale. That, that's another dimension. There's another one. We've forgotten about the dealings of God. No. Isn't it amazing in the kingdom? What this thing, what this one does, it's easy, becomes a burden for this. 
I watch Rachel and Leah. Jacob loved Rachel. Leah was over fruitful. But he was not love. Rachel is struggling to conceive. But he is the beloved. The dealings of God. The dealings of God. So, whatever looks like a challenge, obstacle, barrier, opposition that you are fighting to break through is your cross. This is the thing about the church. This is the thing. Jesus carried the cross. Mm? He took the cross. He carried it right from there and climbed the mountain. Got there and mounted the cross and he was crucified on it. We, when we go small and we are tired, we drop the cross. So there are people in church, they don't have a cross. And if they don't have a cross, they look for a substitute. An alternative method to get it. So they've carried the cross to a point they feel they are tired. Enough is enough. I cannot carry. But in the kingdom, the certain is that if you quit, you can win. And if you want to win, there is no place for quitting. So there are all the people that are around. They stop praying. There are some of you sitting here. Listen, as a result of the things you have been through, that God wants to bring, because the only way God brings the best out of you is to always make sure the worst come to you. Oh, let me go to the people here. Let me go to the people here. He brings the best out of you by allowing the worst to come to you. Hey, Job, I want to double your blessing, but Job, I cannot double your blessing until you go through hell. You know the title of my message, Divine Location. So listen, there is a reason why, Hannah, you are not giving birth early. It's the dealings of God. Your timetable from heaven is that you must give birth late. There are people in church, they will give birth when they are 58. Yes, that is the plan. That is the way God has made it. It has not changed. Are you getting it? Many are the plans in a man's heart. You have your plan, but God's purpose is powerful than your plan. He said, many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is the purpose of God that will prevail. It means that God's purpose is more powerful than our plans. God's purpose is more powerful than our plan. So you are angry. You have protruded your mouth above your nose. You are just offended because of what you are going through. And those of us around you who don't understand, we are blaming you. Every friend of Job says Job has sinned. But remember, whatever was happening to Job, it has been discussed and permitted. It was a roundtable conference between the devil and his demons and God and his angels. And the two of them, God was sitting at this side of the high table. Satan was sitting on this side of the high table. And on the agenda is Job. Have you considered my servant Job? There's nobody like him. Oh yeah, yeah, I've been checking that guy. That guy that you are bribed him to be serving you, bless him. Look at the way you are blessing. He has not been tested. Oh, this thing is bribe. Bribe. There's another thing I picked this morning. There's another thing I pick. <laughs> Do you know that when God put Adam and Eve in the garden, he never told them anything about the devil. 
nothing. You know, you could have told them that there is a devil. He has created a lot of confusion. He might come here. He didn't tell them. When God told them, you don't touch this fruit, he has a devil in mind. So when God said, don't touch somebody's wife, he has something in mind. That's, that's another one. This one, I pick it just this morning. See, never today. I told him, I said, No, 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 no. I, I told him in the morning, two o'clock, I was praying. I wake up and then I say, I just feel like let me go and pray. So then he came there. He came to my prayer when we were talking. I said, No, there's something I've seen. Let me ask you a question. I've, I've noticed that you didn't tell Adam and Eve anything about the devil. You never told them. When you came and they said they were naked, you knew somebody spoke to them. There was no other person. And angels doesn't go there. So who said it? He asked Adam, who told you you are naked? It means that somebody has spoken to Adam. Who told you that you are naked? But he never told them anything about the devil. What is the key word there? This is the way he answered me. He said, because the devil is not important. As long as you obey me. The devil is not. Don't touch this fruit. Just as long as you decide, that devil will not exist. Anytime he comes to your bedroom, it means that you have walked in disobedience. He never told them. She didn't explain anything. She didn't even tell them there's a devil that exists. He just put them in a the garden. And build a garden for them and say, eat of everything, I don't touch this one. And left it. There was nothing, there was no teaching about. Listen, there was a devil when I created the world, he came to create chaos, and it was without form and darkness. He he rebelled in heaven and he took one third of the angels, he's around. So what the devil was there before Adam was born. Now, angels were created before human beings. So whilst Adam was around, Satan has already rebelled. That is why he came to but God never told. Adam, anything. God is not interested in you knowing the devil too much than obeying his commandment. This is the source of all our problems. This is the source of our problems. That's why I told you at the all night that there can never be kingdom blessing without obedience. Every generational blessing is locked up in obedience. Everybody that God bless in the kingdom, they obey God. The reason no one didn't die is that you obey God and believe that there's going to be flat, even though it has never rained. The reason why God swore to bless Abraham is that he obeyed God by going to kill his son. The reason Adam fell is that he disobeyed God. Why is it that God is not giving you details? No. So God can see you are marrying a wrong person, but he won't give you details. The reason God doesn't stop you is that right from the foundation, there's a disobedient there. There are people in the church, the Holy Ghost warned them, they ignore it. There are people in the church, God says, stop this, but they continue. There are some of you taking a woman to a hotel. When you get to the entrance, God said that, don't fire, you fired. There are people in the church, eh, they were going to business with a certain business partner. India, listen, don't tell me God doesn't speak to you. Do you know why God speaks to you? Because the voice of God is in you. I don't understand what, what do you mean by the voice of God in me? The voice of God is the Holy Spirit. 
all scriptures were given by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Ghost is the voice of God. And if the voice of God is in you, then every day God is speaking. You don't have to be a prophet. You don't have to be in it. Every day, the voice of the Lord is in you. Ah! When Jesus was going to fast, the Bible said he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. So something was dragging him. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. He could see a force proving him. Oh yeah, come, come. You have to be tested. The Holy Ghost dragged Jesus. He was dragging him physically and mentally. And put him to the wilderness and stay here for 40 days and 40 nights. And Jesus has to stay there and fast and pray. So the reason why I know, if you are not hearing anything, then you are not born again. But if you are born again, you are entitled to receive the Holy Spirit. And once the Holy Ghost is in you, then the voice of God is in you. And the voice of God cannot be you and not speak. Because God is not deaf and dumb. I know God likes talking. The reason I know God likes talking is because all this is his talking. This, this big thing here. She always wants to talk. Nobody likes conversation like God. When you open Genesis to Revelation, 66 books, it's God speaking. And the Bible shows you that God wants to talk. The, reason, the, the, the question is, are you listening? Yeah. Listen. There was somebody whose daughter was not doing well. The guy was a brilliant girl, sharp, genius. I mean, first in class. He moved, papa, 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 and almost getting back. Then he brought the boy, the girl for prayer. Once I was praying, I prayed for the little girl. She went back and said, prof, things have not changed. Then the Lord said, nothing has changed about his IQ. Something has changed about his hearing. Because the fact that I'm preaching with people with ears, that's not me, everybody is hearing me. There are people, when we are finished preaching, they ask them, what did you preach? They can't tell. They can't tell. They are sitting. That's what Jesus constantly will say that. He who has ears, let him hear. It means that you can sit in church, but your, your mind, your soul, your spirit, your conscience is not in church. So, have you ever been conversing with somebody? You say something, and the person is like, oh, uh, what did you even say just now? He was listening. He was saying, mm, okay, okay, but it doesn't mean he was hearing. I'm teaching. It has only his hearing. Don't blame your husband and say he's forgotten. He didn't forget. He didn't even hear it in the first place to forget. What you said, he didn't hear. No, the fact that people are walking around that somebody are hearing. The fact that you are speaking that so many people are listening. The fact that I'm preaching that some because if you are listening and hearing what I'm preaching, your life has changed. No. So all these ones are around. We have to go to the Bible and understand a lot of things. Mysterious things in the Bible. Once you pick a revelation, you will understand. God is not interested in the devil around. He's interested in you obeying him. Because once you step in obedience, Satan is impotent. He lives as if he doesn't exist. If you look at Jesus Christ, he avoided the devil. There was another prophet in the Bible that I like his, I, I like his attitude so much. He, he was trained by a boss, his master. His master is called Elijah. The young man is called Elisha. He saw so many battles between his master and the devil. And the devil's agent at that time was Ahab and his wife Jezebel. And they were just in confrontation. Now, you, you notice that Elijah has a confrontation with the prophets of Baal. He called fire from heaven. You remember? He, uh, uh, what do we call it? 
at a certain point, Ahab was looking for him to kill him. And all this, Elijah was, Elisha was, uh, was observing. Do you know, Elisha never had any confrontation with them. It means that when he took over from his boss, he avoided them. He just decided that. And Elisha showed me one dangerous weapon. One of the best ways to deal with the devil is to avoid him. It means that you got to live as if he does not exist. And the only way to live as if the devil does not exist is to walk in obedience. Now to my point. Let's go back to the Garden of Eden. <laughs> Azofo. Uh, come here. Be, come here. Let's say this blue thing is the garden. This blue thing. This one is the world. This is Eve. This is Adam. Turn your face. Eve, Eve, please. <laughs> Eve. Adam. Garden. Their boundaries is within the garden. This garden has everything. In fact, they didn't have swimming pool, they have rivers. Five rivers. So the river they produce gold. So if you just want gold, you just go to the river, pick one. I don't want to go to the scripture. I want to go home, take your time and read it. Now, the Bible says God came in the cool of the day to have fellowship with Adam and Eve. Now Satan has found his way to the garden. He has tempted them. This lady has eaten the fruit and give it to his husband. His husband is sitting there, eyes were open. Listen, God came to the garden where they have no opportunity to step out. It is within the garden and say, where are thou? Where are you? Oh, can you imagine this open auditorium? There is nobody here. I come and you are sitting here and I ask you, where are you? When I appear, obviously, I can see you standing there. You cannot go to your bedroom and be looking for your husband. Unless you have arranged Barry there, that your husband has hide at the back of the, of the drum. But if it's a very simple bedroom with bed, you don't need to even look for a person because it is obvious and God who sees everything. So when God says, where are you, means that in the realm of the spirit, his location has changed. Ooh. This is what I'm going to build my message for. Missing blessing is missing location. Now we can start from here. Sit down, guys. Now we can start from here. This is where I should have started my message, but I have to build a foundation to start it. So, in this, because God is a spirit, and they that worship God must worship Him in spirit and in truth. He is not too concerned about the physical. He created the physical, but He also knows by principle. That nobody wins a battle in the natural when he has not won it in the spirit. So when he came, this blue sign here is the garden of Eden. This blue sign is the location of Adam. But God asked them, and it's the first time he's asking, where are you? It means that when they eat the fruit, they change location. So it's not that God doesn't want to bless you. The angel that carried your blessing couldn't find you where God wants you to be. Oh, I like it. Hey, I like it. I like it. Between this morning and this evening, you must be relocated back to your original place. Because until you are relocated, the blessing cannot locate you. Now listen, Adam makes his location in the spirit before he makes it in the natural. 
So when God asks, where are you? And God found out that in the spirit, when their location has changed, then in the garden too, they must be driven. I'm teaching. I am working with a certain puzzle. Is that how they call it? Huh? Puzzle. You see, the puzzle, what is a puzzle? Something you arrange to fit into things. I saw God give me something to arrange, mm. which is a destination of people's blessing. But when I try, as if I finish, they come and say, no, the puzzle, there's one. You have lost, you have left your ears. Fix it. So after I preach spiritual foundation, after I preach Leviathan, after I spoke about patterns in the bloodline, after I deal with other things, then I came back, and what did I deal with last week first? I talk about, don't steal people's wife. Hmm? I talk about how to relate with women to get a blessing. That I spoke last week about the father. It's not every woman you sleep with. It's not every woman you touch. It's not every breast you suck. Now, hear this one. So I met, then the Lord said, no, there is something you have to fix in the post. Then he came back yesterday. And this is a message I've never preached anywhere. Then he started talking about location. Then he took me to the Garden of Eden. And he start, I've never preached this thing anywhere. Then he started showing me the, the, the Garden of Eden. And I started by telling you that, number one, he didn't tell them that there is a devil. Then he came back. So what I'm going to preach is, <laughs> until you are properly located, because listen, 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 listen. Root. If you stay in Moab, you can't meet Boaz. Boaz is not coming to do anything in Moab. You must renounce Moab to come to Israel. Okay. In the field, this is Boaz's field. Boaz's field is this place going up to this side. This one is another person. We don't know his name. This one is another person. We don't know his name. This red one that used to be the garden of his another field. So there were different fields of farming. But this girl might be properly located for Boaz to see. Yeah. That is the physical location. Because Boaz does not pass just any place. There is a particular place. Oh, Jesus Christ. Bartimaeus, where you are begging for money is a strategic place. Because if you don't stay in that street, you will not locate Jesus for your eyes to be open. So your blessing and your problem is as a result of wrong location. That there is an anointing that must bring you back to a certain location. Let me tell you something. All Jesus came to do is to take us back to the garden. So this thing about born again is that you become born again. That now God is saying, where are thou? Now he has found you. The Bible called it reconciliation. It means that before Christ, then you are so 
So the blood reconciled. The word reconciliation means that there was a disconnection. We have no access. We were illegitimate. Somebody understand what I'm talking about? So, the the, the, the problem God has with me and you is that we have neglected the life in the spirit. Even Adam cannot physically die until he dies spiritually. If you don't understand different kinds of death, and God said, in the day you eat this fruit, you will surely die. Then Adam eat his obibian, you know. So he said, the day I will come by you tested the tongues and you spoke it. Kid boy, I didn't call you. prophet, Continue doing it. Continue. When you are there, you saw that Adam was eating the fruit. And God said, in the day you eat, you surely die. A death has taken place you don't see. So, you cannot see that you are wrongly located. Because in the physical, you think you are rightly located. Now, because of your wrong location in the spirit, you will gradually lose your physical location too. Because Adam lost the location in the spirit before he was dripping from the garden. It took some time. So when you see that, watch people's life. When they start sinking, you see that everything is falling. Pa, 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 pa. Have you ever seen a wealthy man and he's losing everything? Yeah. One man came to me. He's one of the banks that they, they cancel. I mean, among, I know about three of them. One of them said that it's everything I've worked for for years. And he said, he said, Prophet, do you know something? Dark man, you know something? He said, do you know something? Oh, wow, 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 wow. He lived in America for over 28 years. And work out and got capital and came here and started uh, finance something and build it almost close to turn it to a bank. And the thing was close. And I could see that the thing is going to the man's head. It is dangerous to prosper when God is not first in your heart. Because when you lose the physical, you must not lose the spiritual. Are you getting it? If you are going mental because of what you have acquired, then Christ in you is low. The amount of the Holy Ghost. Are you getting it? There is something about the Spirit of God in you. You have to go through pain, but it shouldn't be long. And you must be able to come out. If you love a girl, and the girl says you won't marry you again, and you want to commit suicide, you are a fool. And number two, you don't have the Spirit of God. I've seen guys who try to kill themselves because a girl Number two, it is not possible to court with somebody when you have not seen his nakedness for him to leave you, for her to leave you, for anything to affect you. Because him. Yeah. Some say, Mama, catch and say, Sammy. No problem. No problem. Samson went and chased after Jolof. And 
on the buffet table for something, there is a jollof. There is a one more with tolo beef. Osumo tolo beef. Hello, Osumo tolo beef. Now, inside, and something, say that is what you eat. Something, I'm telling you, have you ever come to have your wife is cooking? And your wife is in the kitchen and is doing the Jefaba food. And you are so hungry, but the food is not ready. Do you know the system where you take the spoon to take a little of the rice by the side? And then you take a little of the spoon and, <laughs> and then you taste it. And your wife is saying that, take it down and eat. It may be your sister. Then you say, Mommy, I'm going to give me home. But on your way, by the time you get to the kitchen, then the thing has come going to your tongue. You come back again, you take the spoon, you get it. My catch was a transcendent. Now I come back. What could be a It's not every man that is laughing because some of the men know what I'm talking about. There are some who are laughing because some of them they don't, but some by the time something tasted some food, his location changed. You have had a vision, you can feel it in your spirit that you are close to a certain blessing, but it doesn't open. Something you you cannot understand why the thing is not opening, you are not in the right location. Because when God blesses you in the wrong location, the blessing will kill you. Many years ago, I was living somewhere in the Sprinters in Manet. And then God started expanding my ministry in a certain way. I'd been in power. I saw that. And people, I got some cars. Some, somebody gave me a car. And then I got another car from America. Then I was living there. I loved the place. It was a nice, um, what do we call it? Estate building. I have to make an extension. I remember Pastor Albert supervised that extension. We did it. Decade and I was living up there. And it was nice. And one day I was there, the Lord told me, I was in prayer, he said, leave this place. I said, where? Leave this place. <laughs> I even pretend I have no head. I said, to where? <laughs> then God came and said, you have overgrown the place, leave. And he woke up, one midnight, he woke me up and said, look at your neighbors. You have about 10 houses here, 10 houses here. Nobody has what you have. He said, you are the only person with a swimming pool in your house here. Even when you start building the swimming pool, all your neighbors say it's not possible while you build it. And the Lord said that if you are overgrown a location and you are still there, you are attracting death sentence. I would never forget it. It means that people can kill you before your time. You see, the problem Jacob created for Joseph is that he saw him a coat of many colors at the wrong location. The coat attracted brotherly envy. And they almost killed him. The plan is that here comes the dreamer. Let's kill him. On top of his coat, he was a dreamer. A dreamer is somebody in the family who has an oversight than everybody in the family. It means that you get there before they get there. Your business, your house, your thinking, your ideas, your way of life. It, oh, I, 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 Lord, they are not listening. I'm preaching good, but they are not listening. Sometimes it will be your best interest. 
that you are in a certain job. Everybody celebrates you. But suddenly you see another company is calling you. And then the people there don't like you because of your skill. When you overgrow a place, it's dangerous to stay there. Go to one man. He said, listen, you, you don't even know what you are talking about. <laughs> they will kill you. He said, leave your father. Leave your mother. Genesis chapter 12. Verse number one. Give me the new living translation. Huh? Okay, one, one eye has come. One. Can you put the scripture on this one? And the Lord, or it cannot go on this one. The Lord has said to Abraham, leave your native country, native country, your relatives and your father's family and go to a land I will show you. Why do you want me to do that? Because of what I'm going to do in your life. If I don't change your location, they will kill you. The reason is God, I will make you of a great nation. You are an individual, but I'm going to make you a nation. I will bless you. I will make you famous. And you will become a blessing. You cannot do this among the people you are living with. I told a young lady who has gone to do his master's and he had an opportunity to do PhD. And he's packing battle in his house. And he said, Daddy, my professors have told me that if I manage to do PhD, this particular company in America already has fixed my office. I told him, I told him, I said, Don't do it. Say that, I said, Don't do it. I, I asked him, I said, Do you love your husband? He said, Yes, I love him. I just want to support him. Do you love to keep your family? I said, Yes. I said, Listen, don't do it now. Wait until the traditional minded of your husband change. Because your location is wrong for that breakthrough. I told the lady, I said, listen, I'm talking to you as a father and as a spiritual man. If you go ahead, you will lose your marriage. You see, somebody killed his wife in America. And from what I said, he was in prison and crying, what am I going to eat? And they say, why are you crying? He say, because it's my wife that supports me. Now you see, the lady was blessed but in the wrong location. So listen, sometimes to save your location, there are men when you are married to them, don't try to expand. Until their state of mind and mindset have changed. If the person's mindset have not changed, it's a suicide mission. It's a very hard truth, but I can tell you as an African, there is a certain family you come from. They must not know your location. Certain 
certain people in the family must not know where you live. Meet them. Get cars. And when we are going to the funeral, go with the ugly car. Because when they see you with that rickety car, they are fine. They will be fine. Their witchcraft is not, you see, there are different kinds of witches. There is what we call um, struggling to accept witches. They are trying to put the witchcraft on the struggle. And they're strong, they, will, they are not practicing witches. They are not practicing. They have a spirit rejecting witches. And we have also practicing witches. They are before and they practice it. And we have even blood sucking witches. When you check the ass of the, when you check the book of Galatians, and Paul was listing the last of the flesh, one of them he mentioned is witchcraft. So Paul is saying that uh, 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 Galatians chapter what? Chapter 5, I think from verse number what? 19, there about. Give me verse 19. Galatians chapter 5, verse 19. Uh-huh. Now the works of the flesh manifest, which are this adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, all these are flesh. We are talking about Hunemuniema, adultery, witchcraft. So one of them is witchcraft. So you obey and you obey because it's bad by any brain. There is another witchcraft. It's witchcraft and it's a, it's a witchcraft because it's, it's, it has a spirit of rebellion. Some say, somewhere said that rebellion is as the sin of It's not witchcraft but it's as the sin. It's as the sin. So you can envy people and to in a spiritual Satan begin to project you like a witch. Now let me show you another witchcraft. You, you, this girl is your friend because there is a problem and two of you have a little friction. Then you begin to wish that something bad happened to her. Soulish prayer. When people leave a church, they want to hear bad news about the church. They want to, it means that they, they are not operating in witchcraft. They are not practicing witches. But a certain spirit has entered them that make them wish evil for people. And when they hear that something bad has happened, then they rejoice. So what I'm trying to tell you is that it's not every family you come from that you expose things. Don't go and do a funeral and show off if you're not fortified. In the realms of the spirit, locations are changing. I'm telling you, there is a reason why God took us from Tema. Sometimes eh, he permitted the devil to come in after you just because you want to change your location. Because where you are, if he keeps you there, he cannot fulfill what you want to fulfill in your life. Wrong location. Do you know there are people, eh? when I wake up to a grand prayer, there are people who are in abroad. They, are not, they have no business going there. And there are people too who are in Ghana, they're supposed to be there. There are people who are in a brochure, they have no business. Everything inside them show them that what you alone, 40 years in a brochure, coming with 200 dollars. What are you doing there? 200. I picked somebody from here. He stayed in America for 240 years. And when he was coming, he was holding 200 dollars. Divide 40 years by 200 dollars. It means that the devil can give you a false breakthrough. As if you are breaking through, but he's changing your location to mix your divine blessing. Yeah. You know that story you read about some wise men. 
who are following a star to where a Messiah is born. All the star assignment is to get the people to a location. A location. So your star assignment is to get you to a certain location. Hear this. The devil managed to divert their course into Hellos Palace. As a result of diversing the wrong location, that day, all children from day one to two died in the country. The devil killed every child because somebody didn't follow a spiritual direction to a particular location and diverted. Where have you diverted? Where? How come your helpers cannot find you? Yeah. If you go and sit in an area and you wake up and you don't like the place, you have a bedding going there. Your spirit don't like it. If you don't do something about it, at the point, God will leave you alone. And when God decides to leave you, your struggle starts. People are, some people are living in a place and when they're going there, as if there's a burden on them. When they leave the place, they are happy. When they are going there, they are thinking. It means that the location is wrong. Wrong. The reason why sometimes you have to pour oil on the land you are going to build is that maybe the place used to be cemetery. We cannot tell thousand years back what this place was used for. A cemetery is not just a place that people have just buried the dead. It's also a place that people do incantations and they call spirits. So as a result of calling spirits, certain spirits live there. It's not every promotion you get that when you enter your new office, you just get there. No. Somebody was in the office before you came there. And if the person doesn't believe what you believe, enforce your belief in the office. For the demons you don't bind or abide. What a generation of careless people. People are living in a house. It's not dedicated. In Israel, even when they are going to war, you have not dedicated your thing. You, don't, you have no right to go until it's dedicated. It was a law. Everything must be dedicated. Jesus was dedicated. There are people walking around. They have not been dedicated. He said from the day you were born, your navels were not cut. You are not soft and you have not sorted. You have never been sorted. He said, when I saw you in your blood, you were polluted. These are things we don't care. No, some of you, you are just there. <laughs> can't you broke or can't you not broke? We did. In front of Okra. Look at someone and say, where is your location now? Where are you located? Wrong location is a reason for demonic exchange. Hey! When Abraham went to lie that my wife is my sister, he was in the wrong location. What business are you taking it there? He said, I know the fear of God is not in this place. So, but Abraham, what are you doing there? What are you doing there? Why are you in the company you are in? I cannot wait to give you some point this night. Why are these people your friends? Why? Why? Lift up your holy hands. Say, Father. Oh, you know what I don't know. Confession brings possession. God see what you don't see. God can perceive what you don't perceive. Yeah. Yeah. 
no journey. Location. And then, and then I will see and then I will Amen. Come. 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 This is Rachel. This is Leah. This is Jacob. Let me show you mysteries in the spirit. This guy and this girl, Rachel and Jacob, came to stand in front of a man of God. And he took them through marriage vows. Rachel, do you take Jacob as your beloved husband to love him? to cherish him, to respect him. If you do, he say, yes, I do. Rachel said, when one can walk up and I do. Jacob, do you take Rachel? So, this guy and the man of God lifted and say, by the authority invested in me by God and the state, I now declare you husband and wife. After that, honeymoon. Mysteries. When they called their dress father, who give this bride to marriage? She didn't come. After the wedding, he said, I am now going to present the child, my daughter, to you. So Jacob, decline. Why are you going for honeymoon? He said, Kimpiski. He said, No problem. She went to tell electricity, gave them bride, give light off. They gave light off. And he told her, He said, You sit down here. I'll come and pick you. He carried Leah and took Leah to this man. Location. Whatever is on this man, she couldn't even take his time to look at the lady's face. Fired. Wake up and say, huh? Huh? He's there. Do you know something? You see, when we study the Bible, eh, the first three children of Leah, Jacob cursed all of them. He cursed Ruby. He cursed Levi. He listen, because he never married this lady. She married this lady twice. After fourteen years, they brought this lady back again and put her and put her in a wedding again. Will you take this woman as your husband? So he married Rachel twice. He never married Leah. Things is in your Bible. When your location in the spirit is wrong, you will sleep with a woman and not know that this woman, this family, is the same family that Isaac pronounced a blessing on Jacob, thinking it was Esau. When Jacob was going to his father, he wore Esau's dress. When the father asks, who are you? He said, I am your firstborn, Esau. Number two, it is the first time a woman used a goat to prepare soup that tastes like a grantier. Experts. Can you sit here and tell me that when there is a goat soup and a draw a grantier soup, they will be the same? 
Isaac said, take your kiva and go to the bush. Catch a crunch come and prepare food. Rebecca said, go and take me a goat. Rebecca could prepare a goat soup. They make Isaac eat it like a crunch soup. And bless. When you are not in the right location, your blessing can be taken. I will show you. When Isaac was blessing Jacob, it is not Jacob that had it all. His mother had it. And the mother went to tell his junior son that your father wants to give blessing to your brother. Go and prepare me a goat. Jacob told him that, hey, my brother is hairy and I'm smooth. The mother put a punching me on the panel. When Isaac was moving his hand, it was not nipping me, it's a punching me. By wrong location, people can take your dress, take your glory, take your favor, and replace you. Open my book. Officer, what say? But you are still there. You should be praying and leave the place long time. Long time. In a place of favor, you don't have to struggle. Never. When you enter the realm of favor, struggle must cease. Hello? Pray. Even if you don't pray in a prayer, there should be a simple prayer you pray. Prayer of petition and prayer of the way. Lord, I don't know what is going on in this office, but if it is not your will that I'm here, open another door for me to leave. But if it is your will, then let this thing come to an end. You are not prayerful. This girl, they married her twice. Really? Twice. Really? Yeah, I'm The dealings of God. The Bible says, when God saw that she was not loved, she opened her womb. I mean, so you will not mix all of them. There's something about you don't have any complaint. That's what it is. Jesus even appeared from the line of this one. Judah. Judah is not this one, sir. He appeared. Jesus came from Fasting to the rock. God bless you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, contact World Prayer Center, PO Box GP21421, Accra, or telephone plus 233-303-413-703 or plus 233-303-413-705. Email us on info at wpcministries.org or visit our website at www.wpcministries.org.